Welcome to Faith-Based Mental Health. I am your host, Pastor Colt, and I am here with two people, but first of all, my co-host, Dr. Ron. How are you today, Dr. Ron? I got to tell you, I am flavorful because I know the Savior and I'm full of Him. Amen. 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 <laughs> okay. I feel like that one needed a little work. <laughs> Absolutely. But it's still better than I could do. So, you know, you still got that going for you. And I am joined by a good friend of mine, uh, the CEO of True North Motivational Company. And uh, Chris, uh, can you say hi to our listeners for us? How's everybody doing today? Um, I don't have a rap either. I'm not a doctor of any sort. I'm just a guy. Okay. I'll join you there being just a guy. And that's okay. That's okay. We don't have to be Dr. Dre over here. We'll leave that to Dr. Ron. He's just a guy who's got a growing following of motivational clips, and uh, he's actually been helping thousands of people recently with some of his motivational clips over there on uh, the TikTok. (laughs) That's how you can instantly age yourself. Just put the word the in front of any app with the TikTok. And how do the kids say it? The Insta? They don't say the Insta. They just say Insta. Are you okay, on Insta? Okay. Are you on TikTok? Let's let's remove the the. Okay, let's let's try to be a little more. Um, uh, uh, I don't even hip. Know. Yeah, let's be hip with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, can you tell us a little bit more about True North and uh, what kind of things you got going on now? What kind of things do you got coming up in the future? Um, well, True North is is a brainchild of me being in the military for eight years. Uh, it, it also stems from what I did before the military, what I've done during the military, and everything beyond. Um, one of the things that I'm very, very passionate about and I'm building into True North is that I want to help people get to wherever they're going. And the, the nod of True North is that God is my True North. So he guides me on a daily basis. He gets me where I'm going. So I'm trying to take what I've learned from God and what he's given me and trying to put that into other people to get them to whatever goal they're going after. Man, that's awesome. Absolutely. So as far as True North, you know, it sounds like you got a great thing going. And of course, there are others who put out motivational content. I want to ask you what's different about True North. I can already see one difference in, in the, the faith-based element of it that you have personally. Um, what else would you say kind of separates True North or makes you different? Uh, ab- absolutely. Um, I think that the market right now on social media for motivational stuff has been flooded with people that all they're doing is rebranding somebody else's words. All they're doing is rebranding content that they've gotten from somebody else and they're putting their video with it, which is great. You know, sometimes the, the originator of, of some of these words didn't have the great video content to go with it to really send that message home. However, they're not doing any thinking of their own. They're literally just rebranding stuff. And I'm not here to rebrand. I'm here to take, well, I guess I am in, in a sense. I'm rebranding techniques and things from the Bible and I'm rebranding it to motivate somebody else to get where they need to be. So that's what makes me different. I'm, I'm faith-based and I'm not rebranding other people's stuff. I'm, I'm speaking from my own experience, my own mind, and I'm putting it out there to the people. 
So, yeah, I, I'm curious, why now? Like, what what is it about this time period in your life, and, and what are you seeing out there that kind of led you to just say, hey, we got to do something here? Well, there's there's two things that have, have led me to this uh, precipice of where I'm at in life. One is I've just kind of been kicked to the curb in a lot of ways, and instead of taking that being kicked to the curb and saying, you know what, my life's over. You know, I can't, I can't do anything. I'm trying to turn the tide that, that everybody, it seems like is in that position right now in life. America is sliding further and further down this hole of bad mental health and bad information and how they get out of those, those holes. And because of that, it led me to go, you know what? Somebody has got to stand up for the people. Somebody has got to teach the people. And I just, I, I feel like I've got the voice for it. I feel like I've got the motivation for it. I feel like I've got the drive to just get that message out there in a way that is digestible to the average human being to these days. No offense to what you guys do on the preaching side of it, but a lot of people can't get reached with that. And, and I, and I realized that I wasn't being reached by that for a very long time. And so because of all the things I've been through in my life and now getting God the way I have, I feel like I have a way of reaching some people that just aren't getting reached right now. You're able to talk to folks that we're not able to talk to. And it is making a difference. God has given you a certain set of gifts. I remember recently listening to one of your just brief clips and it was, it was just about, I, I don't even remember exact words, but it was, it had the effect. I can remember the effect, which was, okay, you know, suck it up, you know, I think I know over yourself. I know exactly which one you're talking about because it, it means a lot to me when people, when I meet them where they're at with my words and you had said like something like, you know, you had, you had just gotten out of the military a couple of weeks or months ago and, you know, you had a lot going on and you had let your health kind of slip away. You know, we live a regimented lifestyle in, in the military and you had kind of let that go because you had so much going on. And the video I had put out there was making habits, you know, and doing those small things and eating healthy and being healthy, but doing it in small little pieces. And that day you were like, yeah, I went out, I went to the gym. I got a membership that day and, and I'm on it. I'm, yep. I'm back in the saddle. I'm back where I need to be. And those are the things that mean a lot to me is that I'm not here to necessarily coach people for the rest of their life. I was just a little push that you needed at the time. And that's, what's important to me. I'm reaching one person. That's all that matters. Chris, Go, I don't ahead. know if, I don't know if you ever watch or, or listen to anything that uh, Gary V puts out there. One of the things that he says all the time is like, I look forward to the day that some of you stop watching my content because you don't need to anymore because you've gotten up off your, we'll say, butt and put in the work and you're doing your thing and you just refer to me every once in a while. Does that make, I think that's kind of where you're going too, is that Absolutely. you don't want them to need you every day constantly. Yeah, the, the the concept of the business as I'm starting this is I don't see myself as a coach. I see myself more as a a parental figure in the sense of when you're young, you ride a bike and you want to learn, you have to have training wheels. Well, eventually those training wheels come off. What do 90% of parents do? They put one hand on your handlebars, they put one hand on the back of your seat, and they run with you, and eventually you ride off away from them. I don't want to be your coach for the rest of your life. I want to be your coach during the difficult time to rebalance you, reset you on where you need to be, and then give you that big push and say, go. 
You know, that's, that's where I'm at. And that's where this company is going to be going is education based to get the people what they need, the tools they need to be successful for the rest of their life. I got to tell you what I like about what you're doing compared to say Gary V, for example, is these sound bites, you know, people who lack motivation don't have the capacity to listen to a 30 minute presentation. Those of us who weren't eating healthy. Oh, and by the way, uh, quick shout out. I ate my bag of vegetables before coming on the podcast today. So it's still, <laughs> Hey, it's still keeping it real, but it was a 15 second clip. If that, and it transformed the way I was lives living my life. Well, I don't have the attention span sometimes for a 30 minute sit. Not to mention but second, most people don't need the 30 minute long video of me standing up there speaking. Those, those type of people require a lot more work in life. So right now I'm trying to reach those people that just need like that snap out of it. You know what I mean? And if I can snap mm. them out of it early enough in their, in their slide down that bad, that down the hole, basically, if I can snap them out of it with just a few little keywords, that's all that it takes. And that's all I, I need right now. Cause again, I'm not trying to be somebody's coach forever there's going to be people that need more and that's where they're going to come to me for the, the lifestyle coaching that I do for the fitness and health stuff that we do. They're going to come to me for those, those big things. We're like, look, I'm facing a larger problem than a 15 second commercial can fix for me. And that's what the other side of my business is. Yes, we're a media company at this point, but we're also going to be doing a full on website. That's going to have everything from lifestyle coaching to big, long motivational videos that some people may need. And it's also going to give them a chance to to reach out to me personally and just talk with me, you know, because I'm a people person. I want to have conversations. I want to help people get to where they're going. Some people aren't going to need the full sessions. They didn't need a five minute phone call, kick in the butt and they're on their way. You know what I mean? Yeah. You said something a little earlier about what motivated you to start. And you mentioned you had gone through a period where you felt sort of down and out. Is there anything that you're comfortable uh, sharing in a format, realizing this isn't, you know, this is kind of publicly faced um, media here. This isn't a fireside chat, so to speak. But is there anything that you're comfortable sharing about how you got to that place and then what led you out of it? Okay, so um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually I'm into the place in my life where being open and honest actually is the best medicine for me. It's therapeutic. Plus, it helps me to know that you know, other people are going to listen to this and hear and say, I was in that exact situation. So I'll start with, I, I was dating a woman for a very prolonged period of time and I was doing everything I possibly could to please her, to, to do what I needed to do, to be the person she needed me to be in a biblical sense, even, you know, to truly put her above my own needs, to put everything ab ab about her above me. Well, the problem is I was living with a narcissist, someone that even though she has not been clinically diagnosed as a narcissist, every counselor, therapist I've talked to, when I describe exactly what I'm dealing with, I was dealing with emotional abuse on a daily, like a day in and day out basis to the point where I wasn't even just walking on eggshells. Everything I did, I feared the reaction I was going to get out of her. And so once I finally got away from that, that the waves of emotional abuse, you know, I know you've dealt with it because you've you've counseled lots of people, you know, with your counseling uh, company that it's hard once you're away from it. 
because you're going to have waves of good and waves of bad. You're going to be up, you're going to be down. And it was during one of my waves of being up that I'd realized that I hold the key to myself. And it didn't actually, it, it wasn't something that was a key to myself that I gave myself. God gave me that key and he gave me a way out. And he gave me this, like, look, here is something you're good at. Here's something you need to do because I'm asking you to do this for other people. It was a calling of sorts. And I, I finally listened instead of fighting God's word, like I've done so many times in my life, I opened up and I said, I'm your tool, God, let's, let's do this. And let's do this the way you want me to do it. So that led me out of it. And then there were still waves. There were still waves where I, I was hurting about things that I was remembering from the past with her. There were times where I wanted to reach out to her, but every single time I turned to God, I would, I literally started praying in my truck openly when I'm driving to work, I'd shut the radio off. I would close all the windows, you know, and I would, I would actively pray out loud to God. I, I realized that having an out loud conversation is very, very different with God than a conversation internally. What ends up happening for me is that when I have a conversation internally with God, I find my own voice inside of that conversation. When I have a conversation outwardly with God and I, I literally just say, God, I'm, I'm happy that you've done this for me. I'm really blessed over here. Thank you for doing this. Let's pray for this person or let's pray for this. I find that his answers to it are out loud as well. They're not out loud like talking. I mean, I'm not hearing voices. Okay, let's 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 get that out there right now. I'm not hearing voices. That's another episode. Yes. But what I am seeing is they're not even signs. They're they are clear as day people coming in and out of my life with purpose and with intention on how they act and treat me that just automatically create the right reaction out of me. And when you see those things, you're like, that is God talking to me out loud right there. You can't deny it. And so taking what he has given me, most of my videos have not been my my thoughts and my words in a sense, because I feel like I pray to God, like, where am I going with this? What do I need to do next? And then all of a sudden, like within you know a, a half a day or so, ideas will pop in my head or a situation will arise with a coworker and what he's dealing with, with a, a abusive situation, or even just, I'm dealing with this with my wife and I can't believe she did this. And I'll suddenly have the idea for a video and something I want to put out there, you know, and it's, it's amazing. God does things that you never thought possible when you finally let go and you open up to them. Man, that's probably the wisest thing I've heard in a while. Because I feel like so many people out there in bad circumstances, maybe somewhat like you were before, and they can't seem to understand what's going on here. Why is this happening to me? But if we would ask him for that direction daily, I mean, for you, it's like a moment by moment that you're asking him for that direction. He's going to meet you there and he's going to help you and guide you. I mean, that sounds like what you've experienced. Absolutely. And I never thought that possible. And that's why I think a lot of people have that hang up. And that's why they don't ask because they don't know how to also listen for God. And that's something that you guys have talked about active listening on your podcast. And I even had a video yesterday that I posted this morning talks about learning to listen more than we talk. And when we talk to God, that's the important part. Yes, but it's also important to listen. And I think that that's the most important part is listening for God in your life is very difficult to do because when you're in the middle of grief, there's a lot of noise around you. 
between what, you know, your family's saying about what you should do about getting out of your grief. Your friends are saying, why are you like this? Why can't you just come out and have fun with us? There's so many things pulling you in so many directions. It's hard to listen for God, you know, and I think that's the most mm. difficult part of it. There are people out there who have dreams, they have goals, but for one reason or another, they never realize those goals. They never achieve those those dreams. And I'm wondering, you know, even for both of you, if you have any thoughts or comments on some of the more significant obstacles that keep people from achieving those dreams. You you mentioned not listening, talking more than listening, but is there anything else that you think gets in the way of people achieving the dreams either that they have or even that they believe they're called to or that God's speaking into their life. Absolutely. I think the the biggest in, in my in my experience, the biggest thing holding somebody back from getting to whatever goal, whatever dream it is, is their own self-respect. I know it sounds like something like how does respect have anything to do with it? But respect has a lot to do with how we set those goals and how we achieve them. And so what I found to be one of the biggest things life-changing in my life is to make a goal and hold myself to it. Because if I don't follow through with a goal I set, even if it's something small or big, doesn't matter what size that goal is, I start to question my own authenticity. Like, did I mean it that I wanted to do mm-hmm. that? Then, you're, then you start sliding down that hole of negativity. You know what I mean? So if I don't respect myself enough to set a goal and then meet it, I'm not going to get to my goal. And you see that after one or two goals get broken, you know, a big, a big example is fitness. So everybody January 1st says, I'm going to go and I'm going to lose all this weight. It's a great goal. It's an absolutely great goal. But the problem is they get in the gym and as soon as they miss one day in that gym, just one day, all it takes is one day. They think the world has crashed. They think they're never going to make it again. Then they don't have the self-respect to say, okay, I'm still going even though I don't want to. They don't want to hold themselves to it. If you had somebody giving you a 30-day guarantee for something, what would happen at the end of those 30 days if you didn't get what you wanted? What would you do? Sue them. Okay. (laughs) Why is it then that most people will look themselves in the eye and say, I'm going to lose 30 pounds in the next six months. Why is it after six months, they don't go back to themselves and say, I want my money back. You told me you were going to lose this weight. It's a Mm self-respect issue. And and that's, that's the root of a lot of the problems I see that I'm dealing with, with a lot of people that are messaging me. It all comes down to that self-respect. Yeah. Ed Milet says a little bit about this, that depression comes from breaking promises to yourself. You're kind of saying a very similar thing. If I make a contract with myself and then I don't live up to it, then I am actually training myself to believe that I can't count on me. And that's when those same uh, people, they actually go outwardly to find validation. And when you try to find that validation outside of yourself, you're going to have major problems in, in the future because then a- as you get more validation from them, you get less from yourself. The less validation you get from yourself, the more you have to feed on everybody else. And you're not actually happy because you're validating yourself based on everybody else's standard of what you should be, not what you want. So if they don't think that your goal is the goal that you want or the goal that you should be going for, which family is one of the biggest ones that actually detracts from that. You'll say, oh man, I want to be a singer. Your family will be the first people to say, 
I don't think you've got what it takes, or don't you think you should get a regular job? And so now you're living for their validation. You're not living for your own. And that's where the dream mm. stops. And it all comes because you don't respect yourself enough to say, this is my dream. I am going to do it. I, I just want to comment real quick on that, you know, self-respect and following through. I think a good word that we're really talking about here is follow through, following through on what your goals and aspirations are. One, I couldn't agree more. I think that's one of the biggest problems that anyone has who is kind of in a downward spiral. And I also think that when you get in that downward spiral, probably the most powerful thing you could do is do something, even if it's something small, to move forward or to move in the right direction. Promise yourself that you're going to do something and make it small and then do it. I had a time several years ago where I was just not doing well. I was in school. I was also working. I was recently married. And things were not going well. It felt like in any aspect of my life. And physically, things weren't going well either. My fitness, and it, we're, we've all been in the military. And so uh, that mattered a lot for me at that time. And I just started to do a little bit of working out. Not much, nothing really. And it just created this momentum. Dr. Ron told me years ago, nothing succeeds like success. Just kind of that concept of momentum. And... I started to get in better shape. I started losing weight. I started getting faster for that PT test we all know and love. And then something crazy happened. I started getting better grades. And then I started doing better at work. And then things started going a little bit better in my marriage. And so I just feel like that little place I started in this very easy physical fitness thing of you know walking and then jogging changed my life. What, what would you comment on that, Chris? I would say that that is probably the... The biggest principle that I teach in my coaching sessions is take small bites of the apple. Okay. If you're hungry, don't try to eat the whole apple right away. You're going to choke yourself. So you take those small bites. One of the biggest practices I have when I coach people as far as the fitness side of things is they all say they're like, I'm like, set a goal. What's your first goal? And they all say something like crazy, like, I'm going to lose 50 pounds. Okay. You don't even. Short of actually having surgery, that's not going to happen. We're not going to worry about 50 pounds. We're going to worry about a small goal. So what I usually do, especially if there's somebody that really has lost their way fitness-wise and they're, they're really far from it, I start extremely small. I tell them, look, every day for lunch, I want you to eat a salad. I don't care. if Even if you overeat with a salad, you're still eating something that's at least decently healthy. And then the second thing I tell them to do for the first two weeks, even if they don't want to go to the gym or work out, I want you to park as far away from every store as you possibly can. It's a small goal, tiny. You know what I mean? Doesn't look like much, but the extra, say, thousand steps that they do every time they go to a store is going to add up. Okay. And, and you talked about on one of your other podcasts, the love bank, right? I call it the fitness bank. Every day, the extra reps and steps and things you do are going to go into that bank. And eventually, when that bank is overfulling, you're going to look at your body and you're going to be like, I'm happy with where I'm at. I'm happy with where I'm going. I'm happy with the way I feel because you have, you've put all that those extra steps into savings. So you do the, that for the first two weeks and then you get to a point where you're like, okay, I want more. We, we'll, we'll set bigger goals because you know you can meet them because you've already met the small ones. Oh, man, you got me again right where I'm at. I literally just said the other day, I want to lose 50 pounds. <laughs> I got to eat the elephant one bite it's at a time. It's a good goal, but it's just too big, especially – well, you've, you've set enough goals for yourself. I think you know how to hit them, but you know how to – you also have to break that down into smaller goals anyways. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. I need to lose ten pounds. Let's let's start there. Let's see what That's happens. That's a good idea. I like it. Actually, I need to eat that bag of vegetables. I have a frozen bag of vegetables. I just toss in the microwave and steam them up and try to eat them every day. I'm already feeling motivated right now. Just having you on the podcast, and and I know Pastor Colt is as right. well. I know that he's going to get out there and he's going to preach an awesome message on Sunday because he's right. feeling motivated from all of this. <laughs> and I'm I'm feeling motivated enough that I think we're definitely going to have to have Chris on again. And I think this right here needs a part two because we're also going to have to conclude in just a moment. So actually, I'm I'm just going to ask the question and, and we'll probably conclude after that. Uh, and I know you do have some, Chris, because you started to say something. Chris, what what final uh, thoughts, parting wisdom do you have before we end for this episode? But we will do another one uh, next week. Chris, final thoughts? My final thoughts are if you're in a place where you're struggling, okay, and you don't know which way is up and which way to go, the best advice I can give is find somebody that is not emotionally attached to you in any way, shape, or form, whether it be a coach whether it be a therapist, a counselor, somebody that's not emotionally attached to start you in the right direction or a direction. You know, it's not important that you go in the right direction at first, but when you're in the middle of grief, going a direction is probably the best way to go. The problem is, is that a lot of people lean on the people that are going to give them very biased opinions. Look for somebody that's not emotionally involved in your situation that can give you truly sound advice. Man, that's good. Thank you, Chris. If if someone would take that advice right there, they'd get that start to that positive momentum because that is gold. Them are pearls right there. So with that, I just want to say thank you both, Dr. Ron. Thank you, Chris, for all of this wisdom that y'all have shared today. And, and to the listener, again, if you've enjoyed what you've heard, you know that you can reach us as well at Serenity Care Counseling. Uh, dot com, and we hope that you will. And there's also we we know you might want to reach Chris, and you can at True North. Chris, how can they reach you? How can um, they? How the can best, they contact you? True the North. The best way, honestly, is to reach me at, at my Instagram or on my TikTok. On TikTok, I'm at uh, True underscore North underscore Motivation, um, and then my my personal. Uh, Instagram is at Chris underscore Barthelme. I'll have to spell that out. You have to. You're gonna have to put a link there somewhere for them. I'll put it in the notes. I'll yep, put it in the notes. Absolutely. So that way somebody can click on that because my last name is way too hard to spell. So. Yes, it is. I completely agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, perfect. Well, in that case, again, thanks, guys. Thank you, listener. We will see you guys again next time. Aloha. Bye.